At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Good yeah. Monday morning. Check it out now. This game right here at Visa, as the man said, right here at Sirius XM Channel 204, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, and Game Plus. Good morning to you. It's Gil Alexander. Jason Kahn is here. Jason, how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good, Gil. How about yours? Uh, I survived. It's all I care about. That's true. Literally, you did survive. All I care about in the end. is sur- it's, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The brain just keeps coming back to Survivor. 310 entries. <clears throat> pardon me. Still alive in Circus Survivor. <laughs> it was, was the most compelling uh, game of the weekend. Ooh, we'll get to it. I had Pittsburgh. We know how that went. Uh, but listen, if you're still alive and you haven't had a close call or two by this point, um, you are the outlier, not the person that has had the uh, the close call or two. Uh, but we'll get into all that uh, because we could talk about that for segments on end um, because it's all it's all headed towards Thanksgiving. Everybody's just sort of hanging around till the Thanksgiving implosion that will inevitably occur, and you got to be fine with that once Thanksgiving comes around in Circa. Uh, but we're here to talk not only uh, Week 10 in the National Football League. Wow, Week 10 uh, moving forward, but Week 9 yesterday. If you're just landing on this show for the first time on Mondays, what we do is something called Guessing Lines. Tribute to the old Stardust radio show of the same name with Roxy Roxborough. Uh, and, of course, the star of the show, the person who runs so adeptly, the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook, my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews. Good morning, Chris. Hello, Gilly. How are you? You survived. Good I, to hear. I survived. I did too. I did too. Who did you have? Uh, well, I'm in with a couple guys, and I warned them at the beginning of the week, and I think I even said it on the show. You did. You did. No one can blow. I said no one can blow a game like they're supposed to win, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we have uh, we still have four entries alive. We started the year with five. Uh, I got we got Pittsburgh on one, Kansas City on another, and 
I got the Patriots tonight on two of them, so I don't know. Now, is this Circa or is, that this, your own, is this your own Survivor pool? No, no this is Circa. Oh, this is this Circa. Is oh, you have four left. Look yeah. at you. I I was yeah. I heard yeah. your voice in my head the whole time that game was going on yesterday because you did yeah. you did say oh. it on guessing lines. You're like, well, no one can <laughs> blow a game like this. I'm like, oh, Chrissy. <laughs> Um, how, first of we all, got through it though. yeah, before, uh, anything else, how are you feeling now a week for those who missed it two weeks ago, Chrissy couldn't be here cause he tested positive for COVID was experiencing the, uh, ramifications of that last week. You felt good enough to come back on. Are you further along in your recovery? Oh yeah. I, you know, I have tested negative. However, I'm still under quarantine because now my wife tested positive. Oh, no. So I have to wait for her. And, you know, she's asymptomatic. Good. So uh, you would never know she had it. But it was just part of the procedure, you know, with me. Um, and I, I was pretty sure when I got tested that I was through with it at that point. But she had to get tested. Like I said, it's just the procedure. And she came up positive. We were shocked, both of us. But, uh, you know, if she gets the test again, I think, Thursday or Friday, and uh, I, you know, pretty sure she'll be negative. But you know, you never know. This disease is just crazy. So you know, when I talked about my one friend, not and not like some guy I heard of, like my cousin's brother as a guy who he works with his sister. No, this is a good friend of mine. Got it and died the same day. And uh, and then other guys just sail right through. It's just unbelievable. You know, I don't know. Like I said, five years from now, though, I'm sure they'll know a lot more about it than they do now. Yeah, it, it, we we but, just, that's right. Anyway. We don't. And, and by the way, just coming over because we have multiple screens in here in studio. Nine Dodgers, nine Los Angeles Dodgers. Now they say test positive for the coronavirus. So <laughs> that's from this weekend. <laughs> You know, yeah. more than a week after the actual uh, final of the World Series, so the conclusion yeah. of the World Series. So, yeah, we don't – we know far less than we do know is the headline to it all, for sure. Yeah. But I'm glad your wife is feeling well, and uh, hopefully she'll get that – she'll get through it without incident. How did how did you do as a book this past weekend? Yeah, we did good. It was a good week for us, Saturday and Sunday both. Yeah, Saturday was a little shaky. And I met, I got the results from Saturday night. I said, "How did we win this much?" You know, because it didn't seem like we were doing so good during the day. But uh, you know, just the grind kind of worked out in our favor. We didn't knock them dead. We didn't not knock them dead at all. Uh, and then yesterday was kind of the same thing. Wound up pretty good. Um, but once again, as I was watching the scores roll in, I wasn't sure how good we were doing. But uh, you know, we picked up a little bit at the end. So it was um, it, it was a very good day. All right. Very good day. It's Gil Alexander. It's Chris Andrews. This is Guessing Lines on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Sirius XM Channel 204. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling, and Game Plus. Let's get it going. Um, of course, we'll talk about this past week. We'll talk about, uh, again, the, the premise of this show. I'm in a cocoon from yesterday, and that is the truth. I don't know what the lines are. I, I guess what the line, I believe, will be. Chrissy will tell me what he posts after the show, and within that exercise, we look to extract value. Thursday night, sir, what do we got? The Colts at the Titans. Good game. Colts at the Titans. Um, yeah, division game. Yeah, on paper. I, I say that because after what happened last night between the Saints and the Bucks, so on paper, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. Uh, looks yeah. to be a good game. So this is for the AFC South lead. This is... 
Now, if I remember scheduling, this is the the first of two games between these two teams in a three-week span. So um, this is big because right now Tennessee is 6-2, and two, Indianapolis 5-3. and three. Tennessee 6-2 and two by virtue of their win over the Bears yesterday, 24-17, to 17, in a game that was not nearly as close as that score suggests. They do cover in the end. Um, Tannehill, 10 of 21 for 158. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Derrick Henry, I mean, the Bears did their thing on Derrick Henry, just 21 carries for 68 yards. Uh, A.J. Brown was Tannehill's number one target, four for 101 and a touchdown. But the Titans beat the Bears yesterday with only 228 total yards of offense. They ran 55 plays to Chicago 75, but they held Chicago to two of 15 on third down. Chicago was three of four on fourth down, I should I should note. But two of 15 on third down. Uh, the key, uh, you know, and there's so much of this yesterday, the turnover number. Uh, if there's ever a stat that we can look backwards on, if we were just given a stat, and the one stat that we could immediately assume wins or losses with typically is the turnover column. And they were plus two in turnovers, one of which for Tennessee was a scoop of a David Montgomery fumble for a touchdown by Desmond King, 63 yards. That made it 16 to nothing with one with, uh, excuse me, with 435 left in the third quarter. That was the big play of the game. So Tennessee gets it done there after folks weren't feeling too good about them last week. Indianapolis loses to Baltimore. Um, this was the game I liked the most coming into the weekend, along with Washington, which we'll get to. Baltimore wins. Uh, they beat Indianapolis 24-10, to 10, Chrissy. But Indianapolis gets, they get one total yard of offense from halftime till just over the 11-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Uh, there was a and, and and within that, and this has been a numbers game staple here for years now. There was a key fourth and one for the Colts. You know where I'm going with this. They were down 21 to 10 with 5:34 left in the game at the Baltimore 16 yard line, and they decided they're going for it. Now again, you're down 11 with 5:34 left. It's fourth and one. But who's your quarterback? It's Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. And what do we say here all the time? Whoever has Philip Rivers in a sneak situation is at a competitive disadvantage because he does not snake. It's like a Zapruder film to find a Philip Rivers yeah. sneak in his career. So what happens? An incomplete pass that absolutely had no chance of ever being completed. And instead of kicking a field goal, instead of, you know, having the sneak option on fourth and one, zero points. That was their biggest threat in the second half. Rivers finishes 25 of 43 for 227. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked. Uh, He was not sacked. But they were uh, 2 of 12 themselves on third down, where the Colts in this game, 2 of 4 on fourth down. Um, I know we don't do a lot of these lazy threes anymore, but shouldn't this be Tennessee minus three? Well, one guy wanted to make a T-shirt, and... uh... I think uh, this is would be the first one to qualify. I like your number better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Someone did want to put that in the Beeson store. Yeah. I, I, well, you know, I, I came up with one that they sell quite a few of, from what I hear, that's never under until it's over. So, uh, anyway, I see this one a little bit of two, some two and a half, uh, mostly two and a half. <laughs> I'm going to open it two and a half. And by the way, for guys just tuning in, haven't heard, uh, I mean, I don't give anything for home team, home field advantage. Uh, my power ratings come to Tennessee one and a half. But as I look at it, and I always say the power rating is just a place to start. 
I really think this needs to be at least two and a half. Probably a three is even better. I'm going to open two and a half just because I do see some twos out there. But, uh, you know, Gil in a in a cocoon, I do kind of like your number better. I just think uh, the Titans have been a little up and down this year. No question about it. I, I expected a little better things. And early in the year, it looked like we were going to get them. They've been a little inconsistent some, uh, somewhere along the line. I'm wondering if they maybe figured out Tannehill a little bit. They might have. Uh, but I don't. I don't like Rivers. Um, I really like this Colts roster, the 53-man roster. But the more I look at it, I'm not sure they have any real game breakers. And T.Y. Hilton, by the way, was out yesterday too. But T, uh, I don't see any real offensive game breakers for this team. I think that might hurt them because I think Philip Rivers. I've never been a big Rivers guy, but I think he. Uh, I think he needs a lot of help. And and I don't see anything. Uh, that's really giving it to him offensively. So I'm going to open two and a half. Is, uh, and T.Y. Hilton, Hilton really hasn't done much this year. Two and a half, you said you're No, he has not. This year. No. T.Y. Hilton has yeah, been, been non-existent off. this year before uh, yeah. before he even got hurt. He was uh, one of my fantasy players, and he was the biggest bust this year. So it's He's amazing. Been... Going from, from solid threat to nothing with the change to Philip Rivers. Literally nothing. Yeah. All right, two and a half, you said, Chrissy? Yeah? I'm going to open two and a half. Okay. Uh, I should probably I probably should have waited to the Baltimore game to to bring this up. But the thing, but last thing about this, the Colts playing the Ravens. I wonder if that's just more. You know, it's what it, it, we tend to read in with recency into what we've just seen. But we've said it before with the Ravens, and when you play the Ravens, now there's been great teams in NFL history that you can say this about. I get it. But do you ever remember? I'll sort of drive this home again about the Ravens. Do you ever remember a team that's not necessarily you know, one of the all-time great teams that is so different when they're behind and when they're ahead. When they're ahead and when they figure out a way to matriculate the ball down the field and, and you can't get them off the field, they're, they're impossible to beat, it seems like. And this was one of those situations where it was just like the Ravens were going to – they had their, their foot on the Colts' neck in the second half, and they're like, you can't stop us. We're going to hold the ball forever, and this is going to be the most frustrating thing you've ever experienced in your life. They are so interesting that it's like the uh, it's like a chess player who has you on your heels from the very beginning of your chess match, and there's nothing you can do about it the whole match through. Like you can never get back in a positive situation. That's how it felt uh, if you were the Colts yesterday. So two and a half is what it is. Uh, three is what I guess. That's a Thursday night game, which again looks great on paper. Let's do a Sunday morning game. Uh, first game out of the blocks, the Bengals and at the Steelers. Do we have another one of these eight games early, three late situations here, Jason? Or is no, it... actually, there's a there's a lot of late games this coming. Yeah, week. I'm Masters. sorry, Jason, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah, because of the Masters, right? So they they tilted it later. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's just five early games. Five early. Five early games. And six late. One, two, three, four, five, six late games and then yeah the prime time wow okay so because of darkness they're going to play the, the the masters might be over by about 12 noon uh pacific 3 p.m eastern so that makes sense so more games in the afternoon is what you're saying literally more games. that's yeah. awesome all right uh you said it was the pittsburgh game chrissy uh Bengals at the steelers Bengals at pittsburgh okay Bengals coming off a bye Bengals two five and one pittsburgh Eight and O, eight notes. The first eight no start in franchise history. Uh, they get by the Cowboys, and I do mean get by. 
24 to 19. <laughs> Don't those of us who had them in Survivor know? Um, wow. So Big Ben, 29 of 42 for 306, three touchdowns, no picks. He wasn't sacked, uh, but he did get hurt and had to leave early in the first half, did come back to play uh, in the second half. So only missed a, you know, a minute and a half or so. In the fourth quarter, Big Ben, 11 of 16 for 144 and two touchdowns. Pittsburgh was plus two in turnovers. Those ended up being huge. They only ended up with 46 rushing yards a week after getting just 48 against Baltimore. But Pittsburgh had two missed extra points from Chris Boswell, uh, who did hit a, uh, I believe it was a 59-yarder after a false start saved him from another miss at the end of the first half. But they Pittsburgh got 24 points the opposite of the old-fashioned way. It wasn't three touchdowns, three extra points at a field goal. It was two touchdowns of missed extra points, another touchdown with a missed two-point conversion, and then a field goal. That's how they got to 24. Uh, and at the end of the game, fourth and one at the Dallas 15 with 43 seconds left. This is after Pittsburgh had taken the lead. All they needed is a yard. James Conner, four-yard loss. They also had a fourth and one earlier yeah. where Big Ben, this is before his injury, did not sneak. So, again, getting back to the Phil Rivers thing, the Big Ben thing is your nickname is literally Big Ben. Can't you just fall over and get a yard? It's in your nickname. You know, we talk about Riverboat Ron wanting to gamble because his nickname is Riverboat. Your name is Big Ben. Just fall over. And this, and this, Chrissy, you know this better than anybody. This is from Mike Tomlin, a guy who used to randomly go for two when they would go up six to nothing. So it's the it's, yeah all, all the time. Yeah. Oh, the inconsistency of this stuff drives me crazy. It's like, oh, now we're never doing that again. Now we're just going to hand off and pray. So Dallas ends up with the ball uh, with 38 seconds left at their own 19. Seven plays later, the great Garrett Gilbert has them third and four at the Pittsburgh 23. Four seconds left in the game. Gilbert to Lamb, broken up by Fitzpatrick, and Pittsburgh escapes. Oh, God, I'm exhausted again. That game took so much out of me, Chris. <laughs> anyway, what's this game? Cincinnati at Pittsburgh? Is that what you, is that what you said? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, Pitt, Pittsburgh, I don't know. I respect Cincinnati, and I think the market probably does too. Um, they play a lot of close games. I'll say it, but the line will probably be Pittsburgh minus seven and a half. Yeah, you're a little light. It's it's almost all nine. Uh, I do see one seven. I see one eight, uh, but mostly nine. What well, it opened a little higher, like nine and a half, uh, but it's come down. <clears throat> and I, I, you know, the Bengals and I talked about them early in the year. I thought that if the coach doesn't blow it, because I don't like him at all, but a lot of their roster I kind of like, and it seems like some of the guys did bail. But you know, Burrow I think is really good. And this is going to be the kind of team that's going to cover a lot of numbers. They're going to win a lot of games. No, but they're going to cover some big numbers. And I think this is one of them right here where they're really primed. Uh, once again, my power ratings come to nine and a half, uh, but I'd like the lower number. I think nine is good. I, I wouldn't want to go as low as you did, but I wouldn't, I don't see a 10 coming in this game. Personally. Uh, I think nine is pretty good place to start. Cincinnati's six and two against the spread so far this year. So yeah. Joe has been covering yeah. a lot of numbers. Joe Burrow. So imagine these teams like, yeah. like a, now that you bring up Joe Burrow, imagine these teams like, I don't have to imagine it because I grew up a Washington football team fan. But if you had Dwayne Haskins or if you're the Giants and you have Daniel Jones and you look around the league, right? And all of these great young quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Exciting. Uh, Joe Not Burrow. falling on their face. 
Yeah, let me I mean, let me just list them. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Tua, Kyler Murray, um, Justin Herbert. There's five off the top of my head, right? I'm sure I'm forgetting. Lamar Jackson. These are all guys that have been drafted in the last three drafts. Uh, those are six right there. So you're one short of a quarter of the league. I didn't mention Baker Mayfield because I think he's probably a tier below those guys. But that would be a quarter of the league. And you've got Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones. Or Sam Darnold. You could have Mitch Trubisky. Or Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> There's some that's depressing right. ones I mean, as well. But think about that. That's the difference, right? Like, that's the difference between yeah. hope and despondency. Anyway. Jake um, Luton. J- J- Jake Luton. Yesterday. He's one, one game. He played Look at well. Yeah. He played well. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Don't get me started. But, Chrissy, I, did, I, I was hearing your voice in my head that entire Pittsburgh game because you did say oh, yeah. missing lines. You're like, this would be the game. I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, don't be right about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had people texting me, calling me about different things. I said, would you guys just leave me alone? I just need the Steelers to win this game, please. Let me alone. Yeah, that's right. I don't care if they cover. Just let me win. All right, let's sneak, yeah. in, let's sneak in one here in two minutes here before the break. Your Washington football team, the Detroit Lions. Uh, well, there's not many lines on this, I'll tell you right now. Okay. Of, uh, I'm imagining because of Stafford. but you know, Or, you know, it could be because of uh, we don't know who's going to start for Washington. Well, that's really a story. So Detroit. Well, we do have a couple numbers. Yeah, we'll do it real quick. Detroit gets blasted by Minnesota 34-20. to Matt Stafford does end up playing, but he does end up leaving the game. Minnesota was super dominant. Washington uh, had a chance to beat the Giants, but Alex Smith, in, in replacement of Kyle Allen, just um, my opinion is he shouldn't be out on the football field. And I'm just talking about his leg, but certainly some of the decisions or some of the throws he made late in this game also lend to, yeah, maybe just... Maybe just enjoy your millions and your family and not risk injury anymore. I think they have to go to Dwayne Haskins here. I really do. Like, I don't know what the point of playing Alex, by the way, and terrible injury for Kyle Allen, the Washington football team between Joe Theismann, Alex Smith, and Kyle Allen. I don't know what they've done to the universe, but those are three horrific quarterback injuries for that one franchise. But I think you have to go to Dwayne Haskins. You think there's no line whatsoever here? No, I see a couple numbers. I see, um, there's two numbers out there, but I'd like to hear yours first. I would say Detroit minus six if it's Haskins. Well, you're you're a little high. I see it's three and a half and four. Uh, my power ratings come a lot lower. Um, you know, I, there's just something wrong with this Lions team. You know, we talk about quarterbacks. How about Stafford got stuck on Detroit all these years? Yeah, uh, I'm exactly. not going to open it right now. I want to see a. I want to see a little bit more. <clears throat> so I'm not going to open it just yet. Washington minus five in turnovers yesterday, and they lose by three to the Giants. Good lord, the NFC East. That was the game I liked the most with Baltimore. Then your quarterback gets hurt. Then you go minus five in turnovers. Welcome to betting the NFL. We'll come back. Guessing Lines continues with Chris Andrews right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, my mishpucha, uh, right here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Uh, last thing about uh, Washington and Detroit, Chrissy, since there's no universal line here, but the, the uh, Washington football team minus five in turnovers. Five turnovers to the Giants, nothing. Lose by a field goal. Alex Smith ends up with a fine box score line of 24 for 42, 325. One touchdown, three picks, sacked twice. But those three picks, I mean, those last two were brutal. 
Kyle Allen before a gruesome leg injury, which was Dak Prescott-esque. Five of seven for six, five of seven for sixty-two. Uh, Terry McLaurin is always filling up the box score for the uh, for the football team. Or seven for one fifteen and a touchdown. Cam Sims three for one ten. Uh, but uh, Washington was out T.O.P.'d, <clears throat> out time of possession, 36-27 to 23-33. Uh, Lions in defeat. Stafford was 23 of 32 for 211, one touchdown, two picks. He was sacked twice. Uh, Chase Daniel came in in relief, 8 of 13, one touchdown, one pick. The Lions minus three in turnovers in that game against Minnesota. So brutal. Um, so I said six, and you said what you're seeing is what on that game, Washington at Detroit? I see one three and a half, but that that might be just an old line from yeah. before. I don't know if that's updated or not. And by the way, before we move on, uh, my wife reminded me there's one other injury you forgot to mention for the Redskins. How about RG three? What do you mean? Oh, you're talking about bad leg injuries for oh, the Redskins? Oh, oh that there yeah, a curse. You thank know? you, thank you. You missed Pam. that one. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Pam. Because yeah, that Pamela, was... Pamela came up with it. Yeah. That was the. Uh... You know, that was a sprained knee against the Ravens his rookie year, late in his rookie year, which then in the game, in the playoff game against the Seahawks, I was there and the place was a morgue when he got hurt. Like, remember the yeah. remember the skins were up 14 to nothing in that game against Seattle and then the leg yeah. injury. I don't remember that well. Yeah. But I just remember him getting hurt. You know, yeah. that was... Uh... Went from like a minor injury to I, I'm not quite a career ender, but certainly yeah. his uh, shot at superstar. I'm like, he, he had a shot to be that. He certainly. was he was yeah. never the same. Never the same. People tend to forget. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Thank you for that. Thank you, Pam. There you go. I had forgotten about that. All right. Let's go on another game on uh, Sunday morning. Only five early games. Love this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Houston Texans at the Cleveland Browns. Houston beats the Jaguars thanks to a, uh, a failed two-point conversion on the Jaguars' part. They win it 20, excuse me, was it 28 to 26 in the end? Was that the final score? Um, Houston, uh, Deshaun Watson, 19 of 32 for 281, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. He was 10 for 50 on the ground, 50 yards rushing. Will Fuller, the fifth, five catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Deshaun said this place would have been hell, would have been hell had we uh, – cut uh will fuller or have we traded rather will fuller not cut but there was rumors of a trade to the packers he said it would have been hell brandon cooks three for 83 to touchdown by the way 27 to 25 jacksonville fails to get the uh, two-point conversion to tie it and force overtime jake luton did very well against houston cleveland coming off a bye yeah. i will say cleveland minus four and a half at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. During the break here, our good friend, the bear, Chris Felica, put out a tweet. We should rename, rename the show, I Like Your Number Better. <laughs> yes. Here's case number two. I like your number better. My number came to exactly Cleveland four and a half. Uh, <clears throat> I'm seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm seeing two and a half and three on the Browns. What? Uh, yeah, I definitely like your number better. I'm going to have to open three. I can't, you know, three and a half. I'd be, you know, suicidal doing that. But uh, it's a little bit of two and a half with juice on the on the favorite. But mostly three. And I, I'm going to open three. But uh, once again, I like your number better. Mine came to exactly four and a half, my power ratings. I think Houston still just not there. And Cleveland is pretty good. And I know we didn't put mid- – Mayfield with the others, but he's coming around, and they they have a very good roster. That's a team with a they do. good roster and a good coach. Good co- roster, good coach. I understand you're putting it yeah. at three, but there are two and a yeah. halves out there on this. How is that? How well, does that there's make it? one. Yeah, I see one, two and a half. I think. Uh, I think. So I like. Yeah, I think even three is low. Wow, that I'm surprised by that number. That might be a pick right now. I might make that bet right now. Coming back, guessing lines. I like one already. Right here, you're looking at Week 10, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. By the way, tonight's game between the Patriots and the Jets, what are you seeing right now? I'm seeing 10 consensus. Is that right? I'm seeing 10s uh, in a lot of spots. You might see some nines yeah. out there, but 10, yeah, wow. That game is uh, moved up. It's going to be Joe Flacco yeah. and not Sam Darnold. Yeah. Ten's not enough. Ten's, ten's not enough, you don't think? No. Nope. Why does this game worry me tonight? It would have worried me more if it was Darnold. But it still worries me a little bit if you're a Patriots. There are 79 people out of the remaining 310 in Circus Survivor that do have the Patriots tonight. So they'll have to uh, Yeah. They'll have to well, I got that. two of them. So. You got two of them. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the Patriots yeah. are going to go down to the Jets. They may go down in the next week or two, but I don't think this is the game where they fold. Well, that's, that's the... Uh, did you quit putting the eyes on me, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think they'll have any problem, Chris. Yeah. None at all. He's a kid. Yeah. He's oh, <laughs> Every one of these uh. is a problem. That's the thing I say about the Chiefs. Everyone's like, oh, I'll just bet the Chiefs. They're not going 15-1 and one either. You know, like somebody's lo- – we'll get to their game. They yeah. probably could have lost yesterday. All right. Easily. Yeah, easily. easily. What's the next one on Sunday morning? This, how many have we done Sunday morning? Next one. Yeah. Uh, we did three Sunday morning. Okay. Um. Okay, we're Jacksonville at Green Bay. So we just talked about uh, Jake Luton from Oregon State, six-round pick. He ended up being 26 of 38 for 304 in his debut. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice. Comported himself very well in a 27 to 25 loss to the Texans. Uh, James Robinson, 25 of 99 for a touchdown. Chark, seven for 146 in a touchdown. Jacksonville had 412 total yards of offense. Um, if you had Jacksonville going into that game, you would have signed up for that every time. 
But they're at Green Bay, you said? Is that what you said, at Green Bay? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the only question here is, is, is it 14 or is it 13? I'll say it's 14. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 14. I see a little bit of 13 and a half. Uh, my power ratings come to 15. But again, another term guys love hearing me say, diminishing returns. It's hard to make a team that high. I think 14 is a good place to start, and uh, that's where I'm, that's where I'm going to put it and start with that. Green Bay with extra rest, having played on Thursday night and having just a just a coaster against the Niners, which I don't know why Aaron Rodgers was in that game for as long as he was. And Aaron Jones, no, I know Aaron Jones, who was like doubtful yeah. to play. They're like running him late in that game. It made no sense. Yeah. Um, can I just talk about Survivor one more time? <laughs> People are going to be like, "Geez, he really is obsessed <laughs> with Survivor." Green Bay, if you look at the circa matrix. Green Bay is available. I said there's 310 entries left headed into, heading into tonight in Circa. Green Bay is available to like 289 of those entries. So this is the quintessential game theory game. Assuming there's not going to be a bigger spread on the board, either everyone's going to play Green Bay and, you know, just either get their free bingo square or go down with the ship. The game theory way to play this would be to not play Green Bay. Because you figure, this is my chance to win a million bucks or get super close to it if Green Bay happens to lose this. Everybody and their mother is going to be on Green Bay. The question is, do you want to play the game theory way? You know, because I said from the beginning, this game should not be called Survivor. It should be called Winner, right? It's a, it's a poorly named game. You're trying to win it. You're actually not trying to survive. But in the moment, will people do that, or will they just take Green Bay and say, yeah, that's great. I'll just survive to the next week. I may very well be in that latter camp, but I'm just telling you how, how you're supposed to play this is to not play Green Bay. But I would bet you this is going to be the most imbalanced week ever with the amount of people who have Green Bay available to them. Yes, yeah, we'll have to see who the Cowboys play, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next. You're being quite verbal this week too with your uh, your thesaurus. Oh, what did I say? Cowboys be, come up. You said it should be uh, you know winner, not survivor. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh... Thank you very much. <laughs> Cowboys and okay. the Jets both have buys this week, uh, this weekend. So yeah. the best fade teams are not going to oh, be fadeable. There you go. Okay. Last one in the morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, we got one more after this. Uh, Eagles at the Giants. All right. I don't have to say much about this. Eagles coming off a bye. Giants, as we mentioned, beat Washington by a field goal because they were plus five in turnovers. Um, (laughs) Daniel Jones was 23 of 34 for 212, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked five times. Uh, I don't know. Philadelphia minus. Uh Uh-oh. You okay, Chris? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I thought I'd turn my sound off. All right. I was wondering. Evidently not. Yeah. Yeah. Scared me a little bit. Uh, I'll say Philly minus three. Yeah, it's uh, mostly three. I even see three with some juice on the favorite. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was early this morning. It's not three and a half, and I even see it as high as four. Oh, wow. Uh, boy, I think it's a little high myself. I think four would have to be a take for me. Um, I, I thought like three was an okay number. I thought that was the opener. But like I said, open three minus 20 this morning when I first started looking at these numbers. But it's climbed to as high as four. So evidently uh, early money on the Eagles in this spot. I'm not so sure. I still have a lot of questions about the Eagles. I mean, uh, there's plenty for the Giants, too. 
but I'm not sure you should be laying three and a half and four on the road with the Eagles. I, I kind of like the Giants in this spot. Giants should have beat them last time. Giants are a surprising yeah. six and three against the spread. Six and three against the yeah. number. In, 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 I'm going to open three and a half, okay. but, uh, and they'll probably bet me up. But, uh, you know, I, I thought three was a good opening number. Yeah, Giants is not bad getting points, and that four is too many at home. Yeah. Eagles with a chance to get to 500. Eagles lead the NFC East at 3-4-1, and one, nursing a one-and-a-half yeah. game lead on Washington, who is 2-6, and six, and Dallas and the Giants are both 2-7. and seven. So the Eagles have an opportunity here to stretch their lead or at least have a shot at stretching their lead <laughs> with the win here. Uh, but I, I said, why would you want to win this division? I mean, really, if you step back, if you win the NFC East, the highest you can draft is 19th. All the other three teams are going to be top 10 picks. That's a monstrous gap um, in terms of winning this division and getting a home playoff game. We're more than likely you're going to get housed. Let's face it, you're not winning the Super Bowl. You're not getting to the Super Bowl. You really want to win this division just so you can have that crown and, and, and have a much worse draft pick? I don't know. Eagles don't care. They draft weirdly anyway. Eh, we'll take Jalen Rager here. Eh, we'll take Jalen Hurts here. Anyway. We'll come back. Guessing Lines continues. Week 10 in the National Football League right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Tampa at Carolina. Tampa at Carolina. My goodness. What, what was that yesterday for Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay loses to New Orleans. All right, no surprise in that as, as three-point closing favorites. But they lose 38 to 3. And the field goal was just yeah. at 31 to nothing. Was like, we don't want to yeah. get, get shut out, so we'll kick a field goal, which is always a questionable move, by the way. But New Orleans just stomps them, stomps them. And, you know, we were doing on, uh, on primetime action the other night on MSG Plus with uh, my buddy Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin and Daniel Alvari. We were doing like our midseason top fives. And I put New Orleans at five because I was like, I'm not going to do my list of what they were to this point, but what I think they'll be. Because I had before the season, I had Kansas City and New Orleans in the Super Bowl. This is New Orleans at full strength. This is New Orleans getting their players back. I also had Tampa Bay in my top five, though. And I don't know. Like, can you be in the top five if you lose a game like that? No. No, I don't think you can. No. Yeah. Uh, So Tampa Bay, let me just uh, be thorough. Let me just give the... uh, the stats on this. Let me find that game. Tampa Bay. Brady, 22 of 38 for 209. No touchdowns. Three picks. He was sacked three times. They were out first downed, if you will, by the Saints, 27 to 13. The Bucks were one of nine on third down, 0 for three on fourth. One of nine on third, zero for three on fourth. They had eight rushing yards. Eight American rushing yards, Chrissy. They were outgained 421 to 194. They were out time of possession 4004 to 1956. They fall to six and three. Then there's Carolina. Carolina loses to Kansas City uh, by the score of 33 to 31. They were 10 point dogs. They were ahead much of this game. They end up missing a 67 yarder with no time left on the clock. Joey Sly just, you know. Had to overkick it. Didn't have a chance. Did get 67 yards, but wasn't close. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bear. 36 of 49 for 310. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Christian McCaffrey in his return, filling up a box score like nobody's business. 36, excuse me, pardon me, 18 for 69 and a touchdown on the ground. 10 for 82 and a touchdown through the air. 
Samuel, nine for 105 and a touchdown. There was an amazing drive by the Panthers when they fell behind in the fourth quarter. An incredible Samuel catch and an incredible McCaffrey catch sandwiched by an awesome Teddy Bridgewater fourth and 14, uh, fourth and 14 conversion yeah. where he uh, got it by leaping over basically the yard to gain marker. They were three of three on fourth, by the way, the, the uh, Panthers yesterday. But they had 12 penalties for 82 yards, uh, despite having the ball for over 38 minutes in this game. Four straight losses for the Panthers, all by eight points or fewer. But here's what gets me, and it, it gets back to inconsistent officiating. I talked about it rampantly last week. Incidents in the Eagles games, in the Bears game, in the, in the Seahawks game, certainly riddled in that Bucks giants game with inconsistencies. Can we show that that photo? This is the last drive of the game for the Panthers. They're trying to get a field goal to win this game. And this is the play with, is this with nine seconds left on the clock? Look how offsides the Chiefs are. They don't call this. Nine seconds left in the game. This is right beyond midfield. It should be a buzzer or something like that, with some, like a tennis line buzzer or something. And the reason I bring up the photo is because with the naked eye, you could tell the Chiefs were offsides. Now, I'm not saying that's going to win the game for the Panthers, but it does turn a 67-yard field goal into a 62-yarder. And 67 has <clears throat> never been done before. 62 has, and Joey Sly won't feel the need to overkick it the same way. And so when you don't call something like that, it just drives me nuts, and nobody said a word. None of the announcers said a word. Anyway, what was the game? Tampa Bay, Carolina? Uh, yeah. Tampa Bay will still be a favorite here, but it won't be huge. Minus six? Is that too much? Well, I think it's too much. The market doesn't. I see it's six and six and a half. I'm going to open six. Um, you know, my numbers come to four and a half. I, I really downgraded Tampa Bay. You know, a couple weeks ago when Tampa played the Packers and they blew them out. And I, I said on this show, and I've, I've talked to some other people too, you know, sometimes a game will take on a life of its own. And some crazy things happen. I mean, it's football. There's turnovers and you know, long runs and passes and stuff. Sometimes it's not indicative of how good the teams are, or good or bad. And I think that was the case with Tampa Bay and Green Bay a couple weeks ago. I didn't really lower Green Bay at all. I didn't raise Tampa either. But last night, I think Tampa got exposed. Yep. Um, Brady, his QBR is 3.8. Oh, and we expected, oh. you know, much more with all his, uh, you know, his receiver, you know, AB, a, uh, you know, Antonio Brown coming on the team, and you know, the the receivers were supposedly very healthy, but their defense got exposed, their offense got exposed. That game did not take on a life of its own. They legitimately got blasted. Um, totally. I I got this number four and a half. I, you know, and I think Carolina. Now with McCaffrey back in the lineup, and you know what? My love for Teddy Bridgewater, he's not what he was. He's not, you know, I hope he's still a good quarterback. He's not going to be great. But I think this team's coming around. I love Matt Rule. I think he's doing a hell of a job for that team. Uh, six looks a little too high to me. I, like I said, I made it four and a half. That's not a huge difference. But, uh, you know, I think Tampa got a little exposed last night, and I definitely downgraded them quite a bit because I think they that was not – the score was not an aberration. The game was, but the score was not. They legitimately got blasted. 
Chrissy, you've said it to me a million times. I will say it to you here. I think I like your line better in this case because I, w- <laughs> I was debating between five and a half and six in my head. Five and a half seemed more, you know, was no man's land. So I just, for whatever reason, six came out of my mouth. But six does seem a little high. And you're saying it's six or six and a half? Wow. I see some six and a halves. Yeah, I think I, I'm opening six. I think that's plenty. They'll probably lay it to me. They're welcome to it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought four and a half. I, you know, I was going through the numbers. Geez, four and a half. Even four and a half, I was thinking, I might take a shot with Carolina there, you know, but yeah, six and six and a half. How yeah. o- I mean, how often do we see legit blastings, to use your word, like we did last night, legit blowouts like that? let alone in a game that on paper is supposed to be this amazing competitive yeah. game right. so bad that I would imagine three quarters of the country just turned that game off in the second half. I know. Yeah, I, we I know, did. I did. I did. Started to watch the Queen's Gambit, <laughs> courtesy of Jeff Fogel's recommendations. Excellent, by the way. A little uh, recommendation for you on Netflix. That's another story. We'll come back. We'll continue. I think we're halfway through. Guessing lines on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Number two of a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Series XM Channel 204, Visa.com, the Visa app, Bubo Slinging Game Plus. Skill Alexander. Jason Kahn is here. Chrissy Andrews, the star of Guessing Lines. I'm just warning everybody, hour two can't be as good as hour one. This is my, it's just the most fun way to start every week, is just talking about games yesterday, uh, looking forward to next week. What a way, and already, let me just a caveat because we got a tweet here. Uh, and this gentleman is absolutely correct for pointing this out. This is from Corey, uh, who says, seeing McCaffrey is doubtful with the shoulder injury this week. Uh, so that is, you know, you have to put that into the mix here of the number. So Caroline all of a sudden makes a little more sense at six or six and a half. Uh, he did not miss anything yesterday. Now, he played, uh, Christian McCaffrey did for the Panthers, 52 of their 75 snaps yesterday. Uh, he took 18 of their 22 handoffs, caught 10 of his 10 targets. And remember, he, he played right to the end, right? He he had that play where he went out of bounds to stop the clock right before the 67-yard attempt from Joey Sly, which was a wide right, <laughs> to say the least. Tried to overkick the 67-yarder. So that's why we didn't notice it, because he played through the game yesterday. But there you go, Chrissy. McCaffrey may be right back on the shelf next week. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Some other guy tweeted me too. Um, I still think I'm open in six, not six and a half. I still think that number is too high myself. All right. Uh, you know, Carolina hasn't won a game with him in the lineup. You that, know that? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Little, yeah. little, uh, yeah, I don't know how much I read into that, but it is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, let's not go overboard with that, but I mean, it's just uh, one fact. By the way, Jeff Vogel gave you a queen. Yeah, Jeff, smart guy. I, uh, when I got, he's been on the COVID from the beginning, and he and I conversed a lot or texted a lot when it was uh, when I had it. Um, smart guy. So Queen's Gambit, he recommended. What, what's that on? So it's on Netflix. Now let me just say this: the Netflix, older I okay. get, I've said this for a few years now. The older I get, the less ability I have to stomach fiction of any kind, uh, whether written, mm-hmm. whether you know on TV, whatever. Like I need it to be rooted in some kind of fact. It, has to be, I'm a nonfiction kind of guy the older I get. It wasn't like this when I was younger. Um, perhaps I was a better human when I was younger. I don't know what that says about me. But uh, Queen's Gambit, which is based on a novel, which is not a true story, is excellent because it's about it. For, for anybody who has ever played chess or is into just sort of it, it is there is a loose base of history of chess involved there. 
Uh, your girl can watch it with you because there's like fashion elements to it. If you're into like Mad Men era of the early '60s, where it's just like you know people were doing people were doing things that we would never do today. Oh yeah, drinking at ten in the morning, whatever it is, you know, smoking yeah. indoors. It's all of that melded into one. But the chess element of it is excellent. So it's only a seven episode kind of. Uh, season, so you know you can watch it at your leisure, yeah. but it is really well done. Excellent recommendation from Jeff. Okay, good. Yeah, I got to let him. By the way, I, I like fiction and nonfiction. A lot of, of the fiction that I don't like, whether it's on TV, movies, or in books, they get these characters that are so unrealistic. They just, you know, they want them to be so bizarre with all this stuff. And, you know, no, I, I want something that's at least rooted in reality a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, you know, just some things are just too crazy. I'm with you on that. Anyway. Next game. Enough of the literary alley. Let's go back to football. All right. Uh, Denver, Denver at the Raiders. <laughs> the literary hour with Chris Andrews. Uh, <laughs> with your pipe. Uh, Den- what did you say? Yeah. Denver at who? Who's this Denver at? Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. How about those Raiders? First of all, Denver. Uh, Denver, that Denver Atlanta game was like everyone yeah. could have scripted it in advance. Atlanta's yep. going to go out to a big lead. Then Denver's going to do their thing late, and Atlanta's going to flirt with blowing it. That's exactly how that game went. Atlanta ends up winning it, <laughs> yeah. uh, thirty-four to twenty-seven. Denver put up twenty-one in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, Denver Locke, Drew Locke, twenty-five of forty-eight for three thirteen, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Did carry for six uh, six times for forty-seven yards and a touchdown. I did not include him in the great young quarterbacks list from earlier. Some people in Denver might object. I don't have him in the top tier for sure, but even, but, uh, but he's, I doubt it. Yeah. I don't, I don't either, but he's certainly better than what Washington and the giants have shown or the jets, right? Well, I don't know. Jets fans might object. Jerry Judy, seven for one twenty-five and a touchdown 405 total yards of offense for Denver in defeat at the hands of the Falcons. By the way, Skill Alexander, Chris Andrews, this is a numbers game, guessing lines. It's what we do each and every Monday, tribute to the old Stardust radio show, uh, where we try to extract value in this exercise and uh, first look at handicapping the subsequent weeks or the upcoming week's lines, I should say, uh, with Chris Andrews. The Raiders yesterday, the Raiders get it done. They beat the Chargers 31 to 26. We'll get to the Chargers. We'll get to the Chargers in a minute. But the Raiders hang on. Uh, last play of the game to win this. By the way, Derek Carr was 13 of 23. He only completed 13 passes for 165. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Derek Carr this year, because this is the this is the Raiders' formula for success. Derek Carr this year has 16 touchdown passes and two picks. It's not Mahomes-esque, but it's pretty good when you look at it through that through that lens. 16 touchdowns, two picks. The play I'm talking about, one second left in the game. It's like every Chargers game ends this way. We're just talking about how every Denver, you know, if Denver Atlanta could have been scripted, you could have scripted this end too. Chargers have the ball, <laughs> chance to win it, one second left. Herbert passes Donald Parham Jr. in the back of the end zone with no time remaining. It looks like it's a touchdown. It's first ruled a touchdown, then on replay, correctly reversed. Ball moves. Raiders win. Raiders are 5-3. and three. Think this team might go to the playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs. Five and three. Uh, I'll say the Raiders, Broncos, Raiders, Broncos. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if either team won this game. I'll say Raiders minus four and a half. 
Well, you're dead on. That's exactly what my power ratings come to. I see four and a half and five. Uh, I'm going to open four and a half. Like I said, exactly what my power rating came to. Uh, I talked about the Bengals uh, being the kind of team that's going to cover some numbers. I made that note in my uh, journal that I thought the the Broncos were going to be that kind of team too. You know, don't like the coach. I uh, really don't. Big fans. I think the game is totally passing by, but I think they've got a pretty good squad and Locke isn't bad. Uh, he's certainly not in with the quarterbacks you mentioned earlier, but uh, I, I like them getting a bunch of points. I wouldn't call four and a half a bunch, but I think that is enough to you know, give them a good chance to cover. Uh, but Derek Carr, he's playing some pretty good football and we don't talk about him much. Nobody does, but this guy is fine. He's not, he like a seven year veteran, something like that. He's finally coming around to being a pretty darn good quarterback. And uh, this Raider team's pretty legit. They're good. Derek Carr, 16 touchdown passes again against two picks. Uh, and Derek yeah. Carr came out what he came out in the 2014 draft. So, yeah, do the math. Seven-year veteran right there, uh, as you said. And if you look at the, uh, the NFL standings and you look at the AFC, again, much football to be played. But if the playoffs were to start right now, and remember, it's the uh, new format with three wild cards. The Raiders would be in a monster tie for the second and third wild cards with the Colts, the Browns, and the Dolphins, all five and three. So those four teams would jockey for those last two spots with uh, Baltimore getting the number one wild card spot as it's currently constituted. But yes, they're in the mix, in other words are the Las Vegas Raiders, who, of course, have a spanking new, brand-new stadium that we drive by every day and no one's allowed in it. Or at least Mark Davis said no one is. <laughs> no, no one this year, anyway. What's Mark Davis going to do next year if we still have this? Is he going to say everybody can come in? Aren't they playing college games in there? I'll have to double-check, but I yeah. think that they're playing a but, co- but with the Raiders, he specifically said know, this it's year, terrible. nobody comes in there this I year. Know. It's ridiculous. So he sort of painted himself into a corner with that. I don't know. We're just speculating for next year. But anyway, that's a story. Hopefully we won't have these problems next year. Um, so I'm just glad to get one right. So four and a half on the button. Both you and I had that correct. Yes, sir. Okay, next. Mm-hmm. Next. Bills at the Cardinals. Bills at the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, Bills beat the Seahawks yesterday. Jason, you know where I'm going with this. Bills beat the Cardinals yesterday uh, by the final score of uh, – final score was 44 to 34. But this was a game that the Bills – raced way out ahead early and then they they really sort of staved off the the Seahawks got within a touchdown at one point but that's it that was quickly uh you know batted back the other way Buffalo ends up winning it by 10 first half of this game Josh Allen 24 of 28 this is the first half 24 of 28 for 282 three touchdowns no picks he was sacked three times he had one carry for seven yards First half, 24 of 28 for 282. Full game, 31 of 38 for 415. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked seven times. Is that right? Was he sacked seven times? I have to double check that. Stefan Diggs, nine catches for 118. And we talk about turnovers. Man, yesterday was the, the turnover box score day. Plus four in turnovers. That's the story. By the way, they were all Russell Wilson turnovers. Best start for the Bills at 7-2 since 1993. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And they're at Arizona. You said Arizona loses to the Dolphins. Loses to the Dolphins by a field goal. Uh, Kyler Murray, 21 of 26 for 283. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. 11 carries for 106 and a touchdown. Christian Kirk, 5 for 123 and a touchdown. Favorite target. 442 total yards of offense for the Cardinals yesterday in defeat. A defeat that ended when Zane Gonzalez had a 49-yard field goal attempt with 153 in the game, and it was short. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Short, not not wide, short. Um, one first down later by the Dolphins, it was Katie Barr the door, and that game was over. But I will just say this, and, and, and Jason, this is what I was talking about, how I think you know where I'm going with this. We did the MGM grid. This show is proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, everybody. Uh, and we do the BetMGM grid on Fridays where we show Chrissy uh, in all of BetMGM's jurisdictions who the most popular bet team is by the betting public on tickets, not on money we did last week. And so it's six different states, and then we show the overall. And in every single state last week, their number one most bet team was the Seattle Seahawks against the number. And I had some buddies who their top play was the Seattle Seahawks. And I didn't. this is not in retrospect because I said it at the time. I didn't bet the Bills, so I'm not saying I bet against them. But I did openly wonder... Why was the conviction so strong on the Seahawks across every jurisdiction, right? So it overcame all kinds of biases, right? Regional bias, um, public bias, whatever. Everyone was so sure Seattle, well, that's the thing. Recency bias was probably the biggest thing at play with that. But number one in every single state? It was nuts. Crazy. Uh, and so Buffalo, Buffalo beats them easy, and then we talked about Arizona. Uh, all that said, Buffalo's on the road here. This is an interesting line to try to predict because I will say this. In defeat, and I know we like to say Russell Wilson's the last guy we want to bet against. Do you want to bet against Kyler Murray ever? Good God, is he good. And how about the Cardinals for making the Josh Rosen pick and then saying, you know what? We were wrong. We're going to draft Kyler Murray. Uh, I think Arizona should be a favorite. Am I wrong by a field goal? 
Just super quick. Cool. <laughs> You're definitely. Josh Allen uh, was sacked seven times. He was sacked seven yeah. times. Thank you. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, you're high, Gil. It's, it's uh, one and a half. I even see a two out there. Um, a couple of twos now that I'm looking. Uh, one and a half. I need the game pick them. Um, I guess I'll start a one and a half. But boy, I'll tell you, somebody tweeted out. And I wish I could give credit to who this was. But after halftime of that Bills game, the guy said, you know, if Seattle manages to keep this close the second half, Josh Allen has a chance to break Norm Van Brocklin's long-standing record for total passing yards in an NFL game, which I think is like 525 or something like that. Uh, you know, Allen didn't come too close to that. But, boy, I'll tell you what, this kid has really turned into a hell of a quarterback. And Buffalo, you know, they're they're not quite there yet with the highest echelons of uh, teams in the AFC. But I got to tell you, I think the AFC is a lot better than the NFC, too. So I think uh, I may begin pick them. I, I, I like the pick. I mean, it's not, you know, getting one and a half or two isn't enough to make me play. Uh, but I, I would like Buffalo a little bit in this spot. If I got any kind of maybe plus money or something like that, I would take a shot with Buffalo. But I'm going to go ahead and open one and a half. One and a half. Okay. Uh, my love of Kyler Murray maybe got the best of me there with the three. I will say yeah. this. I got a couple tweets from people who are like, yeah, talk about their one-dimensional. But talk about the Bills now. Bills fans were like, talk about their one-dimensional offense now, Gil. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, first of all, I didn't bet against your team, so relax. <laughs> and, se- <laughs> and secondly, they were playing Seattle. Seattle is his, is is oh. epically bad. Like, they're historically yeah. bad on defense. So stop it with that. Um. Anyway, that was my clap back on them. All right, what's next? Speaking of Seattle, Seattle at the Rams. Oh, wow. This is going to be impossible to make a line for this. Uh, Russell Wilson yesterday in defeat. 28 for 41 for 390. Two touchdowns, two picks. Sacked five times, two fumbles lost. Four turnovers for Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf, beast. Seven for 108 and a touchdown. But as I mentioned, Seattle was minus four in turnovers. And that's all you really need to know. Really, if you, I mean, if you have access to the box score, if you can see into the future and you see that a team is minus four in turnovers, you kind of know the result. Uh, and about that Seattle defense, just to put numbers to it, because this is a numbers game after all, most passing yards allowed by any team through eight games in the Super Bowl era, period, period. Is that what the kids do on TikTok? 2,897 <laughs> yards allowed through the air by the Seahawks through eight games. 28-97, by far the worst through eight games in the Super Bowl era. So that's, that's I mean, to say that that's their Achilles heel does a disservice to the Achilles, which at least has the, uh, the decency to remain kind of anonymous until the Achilles rears up. But this is just out front and center. <laughs> I mean, it's just terrible. And Pete Carroll's a defensive coach. I mean, at some point you got to look at him. I think they just gave him an extension. They did. Yeah. It feels like the game may have passed his defense by. Dan Quinn, same thing. I like a girl with extensions in her hair, but I don't really like a guy of his age getting an extension that long when his suspect coaching decisions during games. Um, Seattle at the Rams. Rams coming off a bye. This is a this is a pick 'em if I've ever seen one. I wouldn't know what to make this line. Well, I, I like your number better. Uh, it, I I like pick because I thought the same as you. Uh, but the, I see the Rams one and a half 
pretty much universally. Now, the only thing I will say about this, you know, I think with the Rams coming off a bye, uh, it may it may help them to formulate a game plan against this terrible, unbelievably terrible Seattle defense. So even though my power ratings do come to a pick, and I, mm, I don't know, I can kind of see the one and a half just because I think the situation maybe does favor the Rams because of that buy. And, you know, uh, we always hear that McVay such an offensive genius. He should be able to come up with something to exploit that terrible defense. Uh, so I think one and a half is okay. Like I said, even though my power ratings come to a pick them. I know it's a stupid thing to say, but I'll be stupid for a second. If the playoffs were to start right now, Seattle, Arizona, and the Rams all in the playoffs in the NFC. And the bet does not cash. Mm-hmm. The All four teams make the playoffs. Well, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. No, the Niners are such no. a mash unit. No. Uh, I mean, between, between injuries and COVID, if you're, if you're like a Niners, we'll get to the Niners in a minute, but if you're, if you're a Niners fan or a Niners backer with like season win totals overs or whatever, you've got to be at the point where you're like, well, it's just the car. It's just the hand we were dealt. There's nothing we can do about this yeah. season. You should never take the Super Bowl loser on an over the next season. Well, total any of that. I mean, it's not their fault. All right, what's next? Speaking of the Niners, I like how we Niners at the Saints. This is an unplanned how we do that. Uh, Niners <laughs> extra rest because they got beat by Green Bay. They got housed by Green Bay on Thursday. And then there's the, the Saints, who we talked about crushed the Bucks yesterday. Drew Brees, 26 of 32 for 222. So what if he can't throw the ball downfield? Four touchdown passes, no picks. He was sacked once. Um, Taysom Hill was two for two for 48 passing seven carries for 54 yards on the ground. One catch for 21. I've been mean to Taysom Hill over time and of course, have and questioned Sean Payton, putting him in at random times, but it's kind of yeah. hard to argue with his performance last night. Let me be the first to say, uh, he was a beast last night. Beast. Really By the way, Jameis was one for one for 12. Can I add that as well? Uh, the Saints, the Saints were nine of fourteen on third downs. I mean, they just the Bucks had no answers. I will say New Orleans by the full touchdown, say minus seven. Well, it's almost universally nine. I even see a nine and a half. Wow. Uh, yeah. My power rings come to seven and a half. You know, and I have to tell you, I'm I'm still not totally convinced on the Saints. I mean, I don't know what that is, but. Uh, I, I have them rated pretty high, of course, you know, but I don't have them up as high as like Green Bay or Pittsburgh or, you know, Baltimore, KC. I don't have them quite in that category. Um, I don't know. I think a nine, that's hard to argue with. You talked about the Niners being such a mash unit. I don't even know who they got anymore. You know, and Mullins, he's one of those guys, when I look at his pure stats, don't look too bad, but where am I at? He, yeah, his QBO is 15.8. You know, he just, you know, he fills up a stat, but I don't even want to say fills it up, but he looks good in the stat book. But, you know, he just doesn't produce out on the field. You know, he just doesn't. And he's had a couple of good games, but he's, you know, he's a, he's a backup at best. Um, so I'm going to go with a nine. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no George Kittle for, you know, the rest of the regular season. Yeah. It's going to be Mullins, not Garoppolo. I don't know how much that means. But remember, the guys from the beginning of the year, like Thomas and Bosa on the defensive line, gone for the entire yeah. season. 
How good is Kyle Shanahan? I know we, he can throw at anybody. It's like a turnstile in that backfield. Anybody performs. But, yeah, at some point, you do you do worry that the Niners have a game in them where they can play very well and Shanahan's great. But, man, um, it's just so tough. At some point, you need bodies. Remember, on Thursday night, they didn't have a single player who took a snap on offense in last year's NFC Championship. Think about that. Coming back, guessing lines right here on the Numbers Game at Feaston, the Sports Betting Network. Chrissy, any more daytime games next week? Yeah, but back to the literary hour, in case anybody's listening, I have a novel written, and I'm still looking for an agent. So if you're out there, you certainly know how to contact me. And as I was talking about during the literary hour, my characters are very realistic. I mean, these are guys that I know. And actually, there's a gambling theme to it, and a Greek theme, and Vegas theme, and stuff like that. So I think I think if I get it published, I think it'll sell really well. I and really that, do. And anyway, and I think it's good. I won't get detailed on this, but that's different from what you were talking to me about the other day? Yeah, that the novel's written, and I'm working on another book right now that I don't really want to talk about too much yet. You know how I know the novel's written, Chrissy? Because it's sitting here right on my computer, ready to be written. Well, I, I, there's, uh, it, it's been edited since then, you know, and it, uh, even, so I had uh, somebody help me edit it, and it's even better than the one that I sang. Okay. I mean, it's, it's ready to go. It's ready to go. You sound, I mean, a real editor. Yeah, editor. you sound super hype about it, too. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I am. Yeah. I am. I think it's terrific. I really do. All right. Last. Okay, uh, let's get back to football. Last early game. Um. You want to do the last early game? Because it's kind of out of rotation. But let's do it that way. Okay, Chargers at the Dolphins. Yeah, we'll save the prime time for for last. Chargers at the Dolphins. Yeah. We mentioned the Chargers. Again, uh, last play of the game. Chance to win it. Hey, they <laughs> won the game. Oh, no, they didn't. Ball moved. Again, that was uh, Herbert to uh, Daniel Parham Jr. No, sir. Chargers lose. Chargers lose. Justin Herbert, 28 of 42 for 326. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Keenan Allen, 9 for 103 and a touchdown. 441 total yards of offense for the Chargers in defeat at the hands of the Raiders. But here is the damage. When you do the inventory on this football team, every week we can do it, but let's do it again. It's their sixth loss this season. Keep in mind, they're 2-6. and six. All six losses by seven points or fewer. Is that true? Fact check me on that if you would, Jason. All six losses this season by seven points or fewer. Now, if you extend it back into last season, they are 3-15, and 15, are the Chargers, in one possession games since the start of last season. 3-15. and 15. This year in that category, they are 1-6. 1-6 in one possession games this year. It's their ninth straight division loss if you take it back. And the reason on the Chargers, the reason that I'm taking it back past before, you know, before this season is because is Anthony Lynn finally on the hot seat? Like, I, can, I, I understand he's a wonderful human being, but like, can he finally be on the hot this seat? This can't keep happening. This can't keep happening. The Chargers, uh, yeah, within a, within a touchdown on each of their losses. Thank you, Jason. And then there's Miami, who we just talked about, beat the Cardinals. Zane Gonzalez missing the 49-yarder, short with 153 remaining, one first down later. Katie barred the door. Dolphins win it. The Dolphins have matched their season win total from last year. Last year, they were 5-11. and 5-11. Not too bad. It's my Steve Spurrier. Best start since 2014. They outscored <laughs> Arizona 10 to nothing in the fourth quarter yesterday. Tua. 
Tua Tagovailoa, 20 for 28 for 248, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. Made some uh, nice little runs in consequential situations yesterday to move the chains. I'll say Dolphins by three. You know, this game opened two and a half and three. And since that time, money has been showing on the Chargers. I don't see any threes around, uh, even with juice, even with heavy juice. Uh, So it's two and a half. I see a little bit of two and a half with juice on the favorite. Can I tell you, my numbers come to five. (laughs) You got one team, one team that finds a way to lose every week and another team that finds a way to win every week. Now, knowing the Chargers, they do cover a lot of those numbers that, you know, get absorbent. I know I said that wrong. Um, But, you know, five would probably be a take, even for me, even though that's what my power ratings came to. I think this game should be at least three. I am going to open two and a half because, as Roxy says, go from two and a half to three and see what kind of action is great. Uh, but I'm going to open two and a half on this one. And uh, But I, I, I'm, I'm putting a slash next to Miami. And, uh, well, I could hear the music, but I'll, I'll make another comment when we get back about the Chargers. Okay. Miami, one win shy of pushing their season win total of six this year. I have that ticket. And, uh... You know, knock it at the door. Two games back of the Bills in the AFC East. Brian Flores, some coach of the year considerations if they get there? I think so. Coming back, we'll wrap it up. Guessing lines. Two more games to get to right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Um, okay, back to the Chargers and uh, the Chargers game that we were just talking about against the Dolphins. Chris, you wanted to say something about the uh, the Chargers. Last thing I will say about the Chargers, Aaron Schatz was on the show from Football Outsiders last week, and he was talking about the least consistent teams and the most consistent teams per his numbers, DVOA, uh, in the NFL this year through the previous week. And he was saying the least consistent teams in terms of week-to-week performance. San Francisco, which has a lot to do with their, you know, turnstile personnel, and... The Cleveland Browns, who you don't know what you're getting from them from one week to the next. The Chargers are actually the most consistent team in football in terms of week-to-week performance. Like, you know exactly what you're getting with them every week. They're going to show up, and they're and ultimately are, they're going to blow it. You're going to smack your head yeah. with your hand. But he's just saying in terms of their level of performance, it's, this, it's the most consistent team in football. You wanted to say, Chrissy, about the Chargers? Well, Warren Sharp has an article on I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but Warren's always known for being extremely thorough. And just in kind of like the headline blurb, he's saying, you know, this is not a coincidence. And he goes through, he, he says in his article that he's going to go through the time management, uh, you know, game management with the clock and the play calling. And like I said, Warren is very thorough, especially in things like that. I haven't had a chance to read the article yet, but uh, I think, it can't be a coincidence. You know, it can't be a coincidence after all these close losses. And, you know, Anthony Lynn does seem like a wonderful human being, but he's not a head coach in the NFL. He just isn't. Six lost this season by seven points or fewer. Three and 15 in one position, uh, one possession game since the start of last season. One and six this season. Jeez. They need a coordinator yeah, for not a management. Not a coincidence. Yeah, at some yeah. point it's a pattern. Not a coincidence. Sunday night, Chrissy, what you got? Excuse me, we've got the Ravens at the Patriots. 
Ravens at the Patriots. Jason, you said they need a a, a manager, a coordinator for clock management. Yeah. Like you need a game situations coordinator. The head coaches don't seem to have mastery of that, and they're they're always the ones that seem to be taking the blame. We've been saying it for years. Just have somebody to look at the clock, go hire through everything someone. in advance. Yeah, know the situations before they come up. Baltimore, as we talked about, beats the Colts. Lamar Jackson, first half yesterday was 9 of 13 for 51 yards. First half. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. He only had four carries for 15 yards in the first half. At halftime, the Ravens had 55 total yards of offense, the fewest in a half with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. And everybody was like, oh, maybe you heard the whispers. Maybe Lamar Jackson's not as good as we thought he was. Finished the game 19 of 23 for 170. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. 13 carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown. It's Lamar Jackson's first career win when trailing at halftime. How about that? The reigning NL MVP, NFL MVP, what did I say, NL? <laughs> Baseball mode. The reigning NFL MVP is now 25-3, and three, excuse me, 25-5, and five, pardon me, 25-5 and five in the regular season since taking over as the Ravens start in the middle of the 2018 season. That ties Dan Marino for the best start by a quarterback since 1966. Dan Marino, Lamar Jackson, 25-5. and five. It's impressive company. They outscored the Colts 17 to nothing in the second half. Only had 266 total yards of offense in that game. They won it, though. And as I said earlier, using the chess reference, once they have an advantage on you or they get ahead, they have an ability to keep you down that is reminiscent of great NFL historical, great historically NFL, I mean, historical great teams like the 91 Skins. You know, you pick your team, the 85 Bears, pick your great NFL team. But they're not that. But yet they have this, they're so different when they're behind and when they're ahead, the, the Ravens. Uh, the, and the Patriots haven't played. The Patriots play tonight. So sight unseen with the Patriots tonight against the Jets, I'll say the Ravens is a placeholder minus six on the road here, Chris. Well, it's mostly seven. Um, see a couple six and a half, but mostly seven. Now, my power ratings come higher, but again, I'm going to inflict the uh, diminishing returns. You don't want to go too high against a uh, Patriots team. But listen, they're a mess, the Patriots. Yeah. And, you know, and Jason, I'm going to come looking for you if they lose tonight because you put the eyes on me <laughs> way too many times. I'm telling you. I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> please do. Um, I think seven's probably okay. I, you know, seven and a half would probably be a take. But like I said, my power ratings come a little a little higher just because they, they are such uh, such a mess. And by the way, you're talking about the Ravens and uh, knowing how to – win a game once they get a lead. Reminds me of the Bill Walsh, um, Joe Montana teams. And Joe definitely, he's way up there, like as far as fourth quarter comebacks and all that other stuff. But probably not as many as he should have because they put so many teams away in the first half. And between Joe and Bill Walsh, who's, you know, everybody credits as being a genius, which he really is. You know, they knew how to just milk a clock, and not turn the ball over, just not give that other team a chance to win. They were a great, great team, but you go back and look, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they won so many games by halftime, it was ridiculous. They, they just totally eliminated the possibility of the team coming back on them. Uh, and then Ravens kind of like that, a different, much, much different style, but you know, kind of like the same mantra. And Monday night, Chrissy. Monday night. 
you might turn this one off early too. Vikings and the Bears. Vikings dominate the Lions. Kirk Cousins this is always the formula with the with the Vikings. Thirteen of twenty for two twenty. As long as he doesn't have to throw the ball that many times, you're good to go. Three yeah. touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Dalvin. Dalvin Cook, 22 carries for 206, two touchdowns, two catches for 46, 487 total yards of offense for the Vikings, plus three in turnovers. And then there's the Bears, who we've called Paper Tigers. They're back to five and four now, or they're down to five and four after a quick start to the season. Two offensive first downs in the entire first half yesterday for the Chicago Bears. Two. They ended up with 22. Nick Foles, 36 of 52 for 335, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. But again, two in the first half, and then that fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, this was just offensive ineptitude, really, when the game mattered. Cosmetic final score against the Titans. 23 points or fewer in all of Foles' starts this year. They're 2-4 and four with Nick Foles as a starter. Minus two in turnovers in their game, as mentioned. Um, Minnesota at Chicago, you said? Yes. Check the weather. Uh, we got about 30 seconds here because I want to get a recap in, Chrissy, but I'll say Chicago minus a field goal just for uh, expeditious sake here. Chicago minus a field goal? Oh, no, no, pardon me. Uh, uh, Minnesota minus a field goal, pardon me. Okay. Well, once again, I like your number better. Yeah. But it's two and a half, even two and a half with a little bit of juice. My numbers come to four and a half. Now, I, I'm going to first admit four and a half is too much in a game like this, but I thought it should be at least three. Um, I'll open two and a half because I don't see any threes out there, but if I see it going up, I'm going to be uh, uh, on that bandwagon, moving it up, because uh, I think the Vikings should be at least three. The Bears are just terrible. They're just terrible. Not good at and, and the Vikings are coming around. This is a team that's really, I think, has a chance to make a move here. You know, and Dalvin Cook, he turned into Gale Sayers the last two weeks. He looks unbelievable. He really did. So in the end, Chrissy, what I like the most is Cleveland is the most peculiar line of them all. I, I, by the way, yes, excuse, I'm going to open three and a half because I see, I don't see any three and a half, but I see with three with juice on the favorite. I don't want to take a bet at three minus 10. So I'm opening three and a half. Okay. So even in these two hours, it's creeping towards, towards my number of minus four and a half. Uh, That line made no sense to me. I'm, I I like Cleveland there based on the line. The other one is I like Carolina, but we will check on Christian McCaffrey status because that will matter a lot. But those are the two that for me were the ones that were noteworthy. You. I got four. I got a mark next to, I like Cleveland. I like Carolina, just like you. And I also like the Giants, and I like the Dolphins. Yeah, you had the Dolphins way up in that. Five, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I like your Giants. I think I like your Giants, too, because I, I just don't think the Eagles are any good. But um, no, They can't be four. Come on. Yeah, if it's over three, that's, yeah. The thing is, I don't want to race to the window to bet the Giants either. Don't get me wrong. So that's why. So I didn't. Well, by the way, the fours are gone. It's all three and a half. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, get in on the action while you can, because that might come down to three, which was my number. (laughs) Chrissy, can't thank you enough. The quickest two hours in sports. I appreciate it, man. My pleasure. My pleasure, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Chrissy Andrews right here. Guessing lines. We'll put it in podcast form in case you missed any parts. Good luck tonight. Patriots and Jets from all of the beats of the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.